0: a production of word south, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What the font That's what we'll be
1: talking about on this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host, and I'm joined on this episode by Sherilyn Fairweather, who is the Multimedia Design Specialist with Flathead Electric Cooperative. Sherilyn, thank you for joining me.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: So we're having a little bit of fun. Uh, I I appreciate the session title here. Uh, We're recording this one once again at the NIC conference with NWPPA out here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, And the title that you did, Sherilyn, uh, for your uh, session was What the Font? Choosing and using a typographic system to represent your brand so number one point I don't know if you came up with a title or not, but points for a uh, an eye-catching title there um, but let's let's talk about it. So, we're, uh, I, and if you know me, uh, the folks who are listening to this are going to say Andy's talking about design and fonts. <laughs> but uh, yeah. here we go. Uh, I'm going to be le- leaning on Sherilyn, obviously, to uh, to carry most of the conversation. But it was a pretty lively discussion. This was the right crowd to have a pretty lively discussion about fonts yesterday.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: So, um, with some of the tips, and, and we'll get into plenty of them, but. What are you, uh, I guess just let's talk through kind of your your daily job. What do you do on a regular basis for the co-op?
0: Well, on a regular basis, I do graphic design, photography, and videography for Flathead Electric Cooperative. So this means that I will do layout for our newsletter. I will do um, ad design and anything that we need um, internally that is member-facing.
1: Got it. When we're talking about a, a brand, a lot of people think, you know, you got the brand, we got our logo, that's our brand. But obviously with this session, you're talking about just how deep that goes for brand recognition. Tell me a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah, it is. It's more than just your logo because you can slap your logo on anything and it can be quote unquote branded, but it's really not. (laughs) It's more about using consistency with the colors that you use, using consistency with the fonts that you use and um, just making it all look cohesive. So what you're what you're giving out to people, they can tell like, oh, this is from Flathead Electric Cooperative. And um, yeah.
1: Do you think most co-ops or most utility, uh, let's say utilities, do you think most utilities out there um, pay attention to that level of detail? Or what was the reaction from the folks in the room yesterday?
0: Yes, a lot of them were like, like, Oh yes. Yay. Yay. <laughs> right. Because we're the communicators. Sure. So yeah, we have more of a marketing background. So we know things about, um, yeah, branding and typefaces. And I think other people were maybe more like, Oh, I never had thought of that before.
1: Would have been a very different, um, audience if you, this had been at a, uh, engineering conference or finance and accounting. Oh man, <laughs> that would, that
0: would have been just, that would have fallen on deaf ears it would have been like I'm talking a different language I feel like (laughs) right
1: right well let's talk a little bit about what you guys do so what are um what are some of the things that you do to to hold your brand together when it comes to the typeface and font
0: right well um I don't do it perfectly but uh, anything that is member facing so and so anything that's like professionally designed um is going to be done by me and okay. it's going to be done in our brand fonts. So I, I have them. I have like a system all lined out of this is we, This is what we use for our serif font. This is what we use for our sans serif. Do you mind
1: sharing some of those?
0: Of what they are? What, which fonts they are? Yes, we use um, a font called Brandon Text. Okay. And that is our sans serif font. And I chose it because it's very friendly and approachable. But also it's... Actually, it's the font that was used in our logo, which wasn't designed by me, but it does tie in well that way. Sure. And um, then we use a slab serif called Foro, and these are both designed by the same font foundry, so they work well together. And then we also use a, and I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but our serif font is called Marbach. Okay, and it was also developed by that same font foundry. So that's a good key if you're looking for typefaces that work well together is to go to this. Whoever designed it, they're gonna be. It's gonna be like. There's actually people who sit around and design fonts. <laughs> Got it. Sure. So, um, yeah.
1: I bet that's a wild and loud uh, office setting there. bunch of rowdy <laughs> folks designing fonts all day. Um, <laughs> So where where are these fonts showing up then? You mentioned the newsletter. Uh, basically mm-hmm. anything that you guys are sending out as an official publication notice, that kind of thing. Yes.
0: Yeah, so like our business cards and our um, brochures and our newsletters. And then our web, website uses those fonts. So that was one thing I talked about is when you're choosing the fonts that you're going to use to represent your entire brand... Um, make sure it's something that you can have a, have as a web font and that will be supported.
1: We have seen, you know, working with, uh, as many utilities as we work with, um, it, all number of logo, um, you know, I, I don't want to say butcherings, but mm-hmm. you know, even getting people to make sure that the logo is consistent in terms mm-hmm. of not being squished or anything oh, yeah. like that is difficult. Mm-hmm. How do you get buy in? And maybe it helps that most of that goes through you before it goes out the door. But what are some ways that across the organization? I mean, do people do other folks know this is the font that we use or since it all comes through you? Are you kind of the gatekeeper there?
0: So when I talk about the fact that it's not I don't do it perfectly, it's basically because anything that's not designed by me, um, they're not going to have those fonts. So, that's why I design all of the, anything member-facing is designed by me. So, but then that's kind of a misnomer because there are member-facing things like, you know, documents. And um, in that way, it's, we have our logo and we have any graphics that I have put in there into, you know, our um, letterhead Mm -hmm. is going to be something that I have control over. But then, you know, what the engineering department uses for their font. Right. um, And that... You know, in the future, perhaps I'll go as deep as to define what what fonts they can use because um, we don't have a license for everybody to use these sure. fancy fonts. So sure. it would have to be a fallback font. So um, we'd have to say, you know, everybody has to use Arial or everybody has to use Georgia. Sure. So those are fonts that everybody has, but um, thus far, it hasn't hasn't really been that big of a deal.
1: Why do you feel that, um, and I know we're probably speaking to the choir a little bit on this because like your session, this podcast will go out. Most of the folks listening are the communicators at, um, utilities, uh, telcos, electric co-ops, um, municipal providers. But why do you think it's important to be consistent like that? Um, you know, whether it's the font, whether it's other design elements, why is consistency so important?
0: It sends a subconscious message that people pick up on and, they probably don't realize that they pick up on it, but if you have something that doesn't have consistency in the design, you kind of get this feeling that maybe the maybe the company doesn't know what they're doing.
1: I can see that professionalism. Yeah. Yeah, it,
0: yep. yeah. That's that's what I think. Anyways.
1: So you've got the challenges of being consistent once you arrive on some guidelines for your yes. fonts, but how did you ever get to those guidelines? Where How did you decide on the specific fonts and make those decisions as this is what we're going to do?
0: Yes, that's really great. Okay, so basically what I did was I went through and I took the three pillars of our of our brand, which are is community, innovation, and reliability, and I just typeset those words in lots of different fonts and just look, kind of looked and saw like which ones seemed to lend themselves well and really communicate that and then I did lots of test layouts so um, I would get some some copy and write a you know a headline and a subhead and some body copy and just um, use different fonts and just look and just look at it with that filter in my mind of now this represents. This looks like it says community to me. Sure. Um, and so I did that. I got a couple different options. I did mm-hmm. some some sets, some a few different sets of systems, mm-hmm. and then pitched that to my team. Got feedback off of them, which um, I was really used to having to defend my choices. Okay. So I did it. You know, this is when I was first hired. Sure. And I came from an agency setting to being the only graphic designer. Sure. You came
1: in there geared up to, uh, to argue. Yeah. Geared,
0: geared up to defend my choices, Right. defend my font choices. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they were basically like, Oh, this looks fantastic. So
1: that's good feedback.
0: It's great feedback. So <laughs> it was not very hard to get buy in from my team.
1: So I'm learning things, uh, as I said, not a designer, but, uh, hashtag not a designer, <laughs> but, um, so the number one thing is three, um, you know, stick to the three fonts. What else are you looking for?
0: Well, if you're going to stick to those three fonts, which you need to do um, for consistency's sake, you want to make sure that the fonts that you choose work together. Okay. Um, You want to also look for the, to see that your typefaces have a large family of typefaces. So you don't just have, you know, one, one. version of it, you also have your bold, and you have italic, and you have oh, okay. light, and you have black, and which is like extra, extra bold, and you have extra bold italic. So, having a large font family gives you a lot of diversity, so that even though you're choosing three fonts, you're really not constrained all that much.
1: Okay. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. And um, we also the other thing I look for is end use. So, that's kind of a big deal. Like, once I purchase this font... I have to know that it's going to work on the web, that I'm going to be able to find like support for it on the web or email or across, you know, all of the places that you're going to want to use your brand fonts. And the last thing is to use your fonts consistently. So whatever you choose, you want to choose, you want to choose ones that you can use in, you know, your ads and on your website and in your newsletter and just use it consistently.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Last question for you. If you've got somebody who uh, maybe they have a um, either member services role or a communicator job or maybe specifically as a graphic designer, if they're just feeling like our stuff's all over the place, Mm -hmm. it's not consistent, uh, this sounds great. I need to start walking down that road. What's some advice you have for them on on some of those first steps and and how do they even start? Mm -hmm. um, How do they even start getting getting to this point?
0: You know, what I would actually suggest is to if you have the ability to. Um, Because a lot of times you're not gonna, you, you don't have necessarily a graphic designer on staff. Sure. But I would say take the make the investment to hire a graphic designer to put together a full brand guide for you. Okay. And what this is is this is a document that gives you parameters about how you can how you can use the logo. Um, Yeah, it's important. You can't have it too small. Mm -hmm. Things like that. And then it also can like these are the colors that you use and you have very specific. It's not just red, green, blue. You know, there's very specific variations of colors and there's codes that you get Mm -hmm. to use those colors consistently. And um hex, hex codes. Yes, That's hex what, codes. one of the few design words I know. Yeah. So we're good. Yep. There's hex codes for web, and then CMYK values for print, and then Pantone values. Okay, for, you lost me there, but okay. I, was, I was good. Ahead. Hex codes. <laughs> hex codes. Yeah. Let's just stick with that one. But um and then also that they would define a typographic system for you, and. Then with that, you know, after that, then you need to purchase those fonts if you're sourcing, not to do sourcing Google fonts, which I do. The Google fonts are good. If you're on a budget, you need to find something that's going to be well, well supported and Mm -hmm. also well designed. Um, But, yeah, I would say definitely hire a professional and then you have that guide and you can refer back to it. And it's just a document. And then that way, if somebody, you know, if you somebody designed something for you and you look at it and you're like, oh, oh, this does not, these are not our fonts. This is not representing us the way that we've decided we're going to represent ourselves. Then you can say, Hey, you use the wrong font.
1: <laughs> right. Excellent. Take that time, make the investment, understand what you're doing, understand what your, uh, what your system is. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. Well, Sherilyn, thank you for joining me. Thank you. She is Sherilyn Fairweather, the multimedia design specialist with Flathead Electric Cooperative. I'm Andy Johns. We're recording a few more episodes here at the NIC um, out in Portland, Oregon. Until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening
0: to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.